Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. Happy here now. Here we are in this moment and kind of embarking on this new energy for this new decade. And I found that as soon as December 31st kind of rolled around and we arrived in January 1st, I felt a beautiful shift in energy. There was a lot of energy rising and kind of coming to this head, I kept talking about like this feeling of like a volcano kind of squishing in and then shooting up, but also like just a real festering boil for a lot of people, just so much energy right now and so much, so much shifting. So for me personally, there was a big relief when January 1st hit and I didn't like consciously kind of wait for it, but I definitely felt it. And in hindsight, I can kind of look back and have an appreciation for it. And I have felt different ever since. At the same token, (laughs) on that same thread, I am also finding that, you know, there is a lot of things going on in the world and there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of challenges and adversity that people are facing, not only individually, but collectively, all of humanity uh, as a planet we are facing some significant adversity right now. And how we meet that adversity will determine how we experience it, how we live our lives, and how we can also have impact. So today, the topic I want to talk about, the the words that came in were how to keep your heart open in the face of world tragedies. And when I was kind of bombarded lately with visions and and images and stuff around everything that's going on in Australia with the bushfires and the, the the people getting injured and killed and and animals i i just was like i had a really hard time and I have a hard time with a lot of tragedy in the world. I, when I look upon it, I do my best to look upon it with spirit, with the divine lens, with that lens of love versus fear and letting the ego sit down beside me and, you know, whisper in my ear and tell me just how bad things are and how worse they're getting. I'm really conscious of who I sit down with when I'm watching these things. What I recognize is The more and more we open our heart, the more and more sensitive we become. We've been programmed and taught to keep our heart closed, to protect ourselves from being hurt. And the truth is a closed heart actually traps in the hurt. It doesn't stop it from entering. It just holds it in, which actually hurts us even more. So the more and more I work consciously on keeping my heart open so that these experiences can wash through me, more sensitive I become. When I started to see images of koala bears, I would feel this like 
pang and instant tear up. And for me, if I were to pick one animal in the world that would be my favorite animal, even though it would be really hard to choose, the koala bear would be right up there with maybe one or two others. And when I was younger, the koala bear was something that I was really always drawn to. So the, those images of the koalas in their bandaged paws and stuff really strike a deep heart chord for me. When I was traveling, I went to uh, Malaysia, Australia, New Zealand. And when I was in Australia, I spent three weeks driving up the coast with a friend. And we ended up, the one thing that I said that I wanted to do out of all the things, one, I wanted to, to snorkel or scuba dive at the Great Barrier Reef. And the second thing was a non-negotiable on my list was to go to the koala hospital and see the koala bears. And uh, when I went there at that time, they had a koala bear named Fennec. And Fennec was rescued, a rescued koala bear who was, had been exposed to a, a fire and his paws were burnt. So he actually didn't have his claws and he was not able to be released back in the wild because he couldn't climb and do the, nat the normal things that a koala bear could do. So Fennec was a resident at the hospital and stayed at the the koala hospital and the rescue place. When I met him and saw the koalas there, I like it just my heart melted. And I felt like a real deep compassion and empathy for their injuries and the challenges, but I also felt this expanded love and compassion for all the people that volunteer and devote their their lives and their time to save these animals and so many animals around the world. So that was my experience. That, that was, you know, 20 years ago or so. Now, when I started to see these images come up on my Facebook feed and different places, I really felt this hurt in my heart. Like it was a real deep hurt and I've always felt that with animals because I always felt like they were innocent and, and the kind of abuse of animals, those kinds of things I was always so sensitive to. And as a child, I literally would save anything. Like we had this pet uh, salamander I found um, and I was worried because he was by himself. So I was like keeping him safe. And I rescued a, a squirrel that had fallen into our rain barrel at the cottage, my grandparents' cottage. Those kinds of things I would do a lot as a child. If I found a, an injured bird or an injured animal, I would take them home and try and help them and nurse them or bring them to a vet, whatever I needed to do. So it was natural for me to go from, from caring for animals so much when I was a child to moving into veterinary medicine. I was actually a veterinary technician for a long time. I went to school for that right out of high school. And I just had this natural desire to help people, but a real deep desire to help animals because I always felt that animals were more like innocent and they didn't understand and I had to save them and, and rescue them. And there was a lot of that rescue mentality, but it all came from fear when I was growing up. So watching these images I just, I felt this old way of being afraid for animals, being afraid for humanity, being afraid for Mother Earth, 
rising up to the surface again. And I recognized it and it was familiar, but at the same time, I had to make a conscious choice that I didn't want to dwell in this energy of fear. And I know that the more I meet the fear in the world with my own fear, fear expands and I wasn't willing to do that. So I had to kind of go through my own process and kind of clear what I could and process some of the leftovers from when I was a child. And at the same time, you know, process what I was seeing, what I was witnessing. So I will often, if I'm seeing things that are happening in the world that are really hitting my heart in a way that hurts, in my default setting in the past would be to close the heart down. I don't want to do that anymore. So it takes a conscious effort for me to keep my heart open and allow the hurt to wash through me to allow those human emotions and that, that intensity to move through me versus get caught up and stuck in there and camp out in it. So when you have an open heart and I often visualize the heart center, the back is open and the front is open for most people when The front is open, it's easy because that's kind of that extension, the giving, it's a natural way for people to be in life. It's when the back is closed, that's where we are usually open to receive, that it really makes it challenging for these experiences on a human level to wash through us. So I love to visualize the back of the heart center opening with doors inward because they're harder to kind of slam shut when they're opening inward and the the energy can kind of come through us and be processed and then released. So as I was watching the different videos, I was drawn to a couple different, like a tribute video. As I was looking at some of the images and sending a blessing and praying for rain for Australia, I had to process my own human emotions and at the same time really do my best to stand in that, in my divinity, which is holding the high note and knowing that the more I can meet everything that's going on in the world with love, the more I can help expand love. And the last thing I want to do is sprinkle the world with more of my own fear, my own history of fear, my default settings around fear. So today I want to talk about how you can keep your heart open, even when it hurts, how to become a force of fierce love, because love isn't always sprinkled with rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes that we need fierce love. Sometimes we need to really stand up for something and that takes courage. And often that takes a divine courage and that takes bold bravery. And that, that requires us to really gather all of our strength and take a stand. So right now, there's so much going on in the world. And there's many, many reasons to lose hope and lose faith. And at the same time, there's many, many more to expand hope and deepen our faith in humanity. Who you are choosing to sit down beside 
and look upon all of these things will determine what you're seeing. When I started to see the images, I could have got focused on the images and I could have focused on the suffering and the pain the animals were going through. But what I did is I shifted my perspective. I shifted my lens and I just looked a little bit to the side and I started to see instead of an image of a koala bear in the middle of a forest fire, I then came across an image of a woman scooping a koala bear up right in the, around the fire and rescuing him and taking him home. I also saw some information around a, a dog who's actually going in and sniffing out koala bears and rescuing them and, and bringing, bringing people to where they are. So I started to witness these beautiful images of unity and compassion and empathy and humanitarian efforts. I started, I, I saw a picture of some people that have come to cook for the fire firemen and the fire firefighters. So it, it just started to shift what I started to see. And some of those other images were still there, but I, I really started to focus on how is everybody uniting here? How is everybody coming together? Because quite often when it comes to adversity and challenges in our lives, we can either feel separated and sit in fear and we can see how everything's going wrong or we can choose to see how adversity and challenges often unite us. When I started to look at just how many people were, you know, cheering on the firefighters that are coming from Canada or other countries to go and support those in Australia, when I started to see just the communities coming together and supporting each other, even whether it's the animals or the other humans, everybody, we're all in this together. That really allowed me to keep my heart open. And when I had those pangs, I had the, that hurt or I felt the impact of what this all means for Australia, I allowed the tears. I allowed myself to feel the grief. I allowed myself to feel the loss. But I didn't camp out there. I let those emotions wash through me and then I shifted back into how can I show up? How can I be love in action? How can I be inspired action, meaning in spirit. How can I stand up and be an example of fierce love at this time? So that's one piece that was coming in in the last week or so for me around, you know, meeting life's challenges, meeting the world's challenges right now with love versus fear. I'm also facing more of a personal experience. And I'm, I'm back here down in Turks and Caicos. If you guys watch the videos, you'll see that the background changes when I'm down here in Turks and Caicos. And I'm dealing with some lawful stuff, some, some kind of lawsuit stuff. I'm dealing with standing up for... Hmm, 
how do I say it without giving too many, too many details because I don't want to go into too much of it. Basically, someone had said to me one time recently that they said, Sue, corruption is everywhere. You just need to accept that. And I said, I thought about it. I, I, I just kind of let it go. And I, I thought about it for a while. And, and suddenly in my meditation, I got the words, they came back in. Corruption is everywhere. You just need to accept it. And I heard the words, I can accept that corruption is everywhere, but I cannot accept that it is here. And I cannot stand by and do nothing. The reason that corruption is everywhere is because there's too many people that stand by and say, oh, it's everywhere, just accept it. I'm not guided to accept it and stand by and allow it. So I'm taking a stand. I'm facing it head on. I'm, you know, gathering the, the uh, other people around me that, that, is will, that are willing to stand up for change. We don't need to stand by and, and accept that corruption just is, therefore we will la- allow it. Just because we can accept that it's everywhere doesn't mean we allow it to be everywhere. It doesn't mean that we allow it to be in in our lives. So deep in my heart, I know I'm meant to play a role here. And initially I was a little bit reluctant because I'm kind of dropping myself and my husband and, and others kind of with me in the battlefield. And there's a real intensity to that. And it's consuming and it's, it's strengthening me at the same time as it's really bumping up against any leftovers I have. So it's been probably one of the most powerful classrooms I've had in a long, long time. So when you add the kind of the Australia fires and, and that kind of heart connection to the koala bears and to Australia, when you add, you know, what's going on for me in my personal life and the challenges that I'm having here in Turks and Caicos with the, with all of this stuff, it's, there's a lot right now. And I often say our challenges when they come in clusters like this, it's a call for a, a, quantum leap in our spiritual awakening. So a lot of times these clusters of challenges create these quantum awakening moments. And I'm having these big shifts as I'm going through this. So I I know there's purpose and I understand that. And at the same time, it's really taking every tool I have and every resource I have to really hold steady, to be love in action to process my triggers and respond instead of react, to recognize when I'm taking it personally and when I'm sitting beside the ego and my ego's in my ear telling me it's not right and, and, and you should do this and you should defend this. I have to really keep myself in check and make sure that what I'm doing, whatever it is, is guided. Because when we operate from that place of guidance, we're operating on behalf of everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. 
even if we are standing up for something that others are resisting, it's still serving them. It just doesn't look like it to them because if they're taking it personally or if they're invested in things continuing the way it has been and you're taking a stand for change, they're going to resist that. They're not going to like that. So in every moment that I'm with others, I'm absolutely keeping myself in check and only saying what's guided and only responding when I'm meant to respond in the ways that I'm meant to respond. I'm following the divine guidance because it serves everyone. In those moments where I'm on my own and my mind, my thoughts are going and my ego is trying to come in and convince me and, and keep me and drag me down into a wormhole, I need to keep myself in check. So I'm offering over those thoughts. I'm forgiving them over. I'm I'm forgiving the individuals that are involved. I'm, I'm inviting a level of compassion and understanding. And at the same time as I can understand psychologically while, why they're doing what they're doing, uh, emotionally why they're doing what they're doing, physically and mentally why they're doing what they're doing, at the same time, it's not okay. I can understand where they're coming from I can have compassion and empathy and I'm taking a stand and being a voice of fierce love. Now, I want to talk about fierce love for a moment. Fierce is one of those words that you can kind of take in any in either way. Fierce for me, when I use fierce love, it's not fierce as in fighting fiercely fighting or attacking or aggressiveness. That's, that's the ego. I, I choose not to be in that energy as much as I can. I pull myself back. I process it. I let it go. And then I'm like, okay, spirit, show me the way. What would you have me say? How would you have me say it? So what this whole situation has really done is strengthened me in so many ways. Strengthen me to receive these arrows and attacks, perception of attack, whether it's words or aggression. It's strengthened me to meet that with love and love, fierce love would be what you're doing is not okay and I will not stand for it. You, you cannot talk to me that way. So fierce love is standing strong and holding your light and speaking your truth. Fierce love comes from a place that feels powerful, but not power over. So I feel like I'm standing in my own power. I feel a solidness in that. And trust me, there's moments I don't, but I'm getting more and more there, which is great. This is really strengthening me for that. So I'm standing in my own power. So it's powerful. It's fierce love is, is passionate. So my passion right now to impact change down here is is extremely high and i have other passionate people that are that are coming along with me and standing by me that are also feeling the purpose in standing in fierce love so fierce love for me is about powerful passionate purpose powerful passionate purpose and when we are standing in that energy and it's in alignment with spirit, with the divine, 
then we become these powerful forces for change. Now, the curious thing is just when we believe we're getting some progress down here and we're like, okay, we've, we've got this happening now, we've got some leverage, the resistance, the opposition is clever, cunning, and manipulative. And it's mind-boggling, actually. I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm baffled. I, I shake my head and I'm like, if I told people half of what, what's actually going on, people would be like, seriously? Like, are you, are you in a movie? Is this like a, a, is this some kind of like joke? Because it really feels that way. I, I'm just, I just don't understand some people's actions. <laughs> even though I'm open to understanding where they're coming from. I understand that they're coming from a place of desperation, but I still don't understand how they think they can get away with some of their actions. So that's where I'm at. That's what's happening. So this morning I woke up at four in the morning. So here we have another piece of cluster of challenge. So I'm sharing all of my challenges with you. And at the same time, I'm, as I'm sharing the story, I'm giving you little pieces that you can use to bring into your life when you're facing, especially clusters of challenges in your life classroom. So I, I arrived here on January 1st. I, I was coming down here for a meeting, which got um, kiboshed by this opposing force. And as soon as I walked into the condo, I looked up at the ceiling, which had been a chronic leak off and on since we bought the condo. And there was black mold everywhere on this one whole drywall sheet above our kitchen. Black mold, like not good. I could barely be in here and it was just bugging my lungs. So this is New Year's Day. This is, you know, a holiday down here. And I'm looking up at the ceiling going, I cannot stay here. I can't stay here. It's three o'clock in the afternoon and I can't stay here. So I, I was dealing with that as well and having someone come and take down the drywall. And I ran my ozone unit, which is, it helps kill the mold spores. But when you're running it, I can't be here. So luckily I had a place to stay and I found a place to stay. So it has been really over the top challenging to stay in alignment and to hold steady in that place of peace and calm, in the chaos, in the storm. I've managed to do it. And I have had moments where I just kind of had these little mini breakdowns and I gave myself permission. I'm human. I, I have these human breakdowns and that's just what happens. I have these moments where I just can't, I feel like everything's kind of snowballing, but they're nowhere near what they used to be. And the more I hold steady and strengthen in this new way of being, the more I realize that I'm way stronger than I ever thought I was. And the more I realize just how much of my own inner work has paid off. Because 10 or 15 years ago, plunked into this situation, I would have probably had many more meltdowns even though I haven't really had a meltdown, I would have had quite a few meltdowns and I would have been 
just really caught up in the drama and the trauma and the suffering and the worry and the fear around it. And I feel very solid. So I'm just celebrating that miracle with you because, and I'm sharing that just because I want you to recognize that the more you do this inner work, the more you're going to feel like you can face anything, the more unstoppable you become because you realize that you're not limited by your humanness. We're not limited except by our own thoughts and beliefs. So the more I unwind my mind, the more I release the hold that the ego has on my mind, the more I clear the way that fear is embedded in my life, the more solid I become. And I've had so many people down here say, you know, you're, I, I'm, I'm amazed how calm you can remain. And it's, it helps me. It's like comforting to them to be standing beside me when I can face this adversity with a sense of calm, a foundation of calm and peace. And a deep trust, knowing that it's playing out for everyone. And also a deep knowing that corruption has had its time. It's, we're, we're clearing that out. And yeah, it's coming to an ugly head in a lot of situations. And it's, it's coming into the light. And it looks messy. And it looks ugly. And, it's, and it's, it, it's, it's a big mess that needs to be cleaned up. But at the same time, as long as it was hidden, we couldn't clean it. We couldn't see it can't be healed so there's purpose in it kind of coming to a head some situations are going to look like a big messy festering boil and that just so happens to be what it looks like here so how i meet that situation not only impacts my experience of it but it impacts everyone else around me and i'm recognizing that the more i can stand solid the more I can support others in them standing solid as well and holding faith and walking with deep trust. So I'm going to leave you with that and we're going to take a short break. After the break, what I really would love to do is provide a blessing meditation for you, for your life, for your challenges all the adversity that you're facing, your friends, your family, everybody around you. And in particular, I want to share a blessing for Australia as well and see if we can send some positive energy. I, what I've been doing all week is, is been praying for rain and I've been praying for Mother Earth to shower down rain on Australia. And then all of a sudden the rain clouds came here and my roof is leaking. I'm like, no, no, not here. <laughs> I had to be very clear. The rain is not to be here. I'm wanting to direct it all to Australia. So I sent the rain there, but it did rain last night. So at four in the morning, I had this drip, drip, drip going on. So I had to get up and clean up and put some buckets. But I, I was, we have to really be clear in our prayers and our intentions because when you pray for rain, you can actually invite the rain into your own space if you don't want it. And you got to watch what you say. So it was kind of fun that way to, to, to redirect my energy and be very clear and specific to Australia. So today we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to do a blessing. I want you to receive that blessing. And we're going to extend love and healing energy to our planet and specifically to Australia as well. We'll be right back. 
Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in. Today I've been talking about how to keep your heart open in the face of world tragedy and more importantly how to keep your heart open so that you can allow the hurt to wash through you and flush through you versus have it get caught up in get stuck in there. So a closed heart actually holds the hurt in and I promised before the break we were going to do a, a blessing for Australia and for our planet And I want to do that. I want to do a meditation. I want to do a healing, a little healing, guided healing circle. And before I do that, I just want to go back to what I was talking about with with the roof. So the roof leaked in our condo last night. It started raining and there was a dripping going on. So I was up around four cleaning up and trying to go back to sleep. But it was like this constant drip. So I had to put like music in my ears. There was a lot happening. And then I got a few emails regarding this whole situation that's happening down here. So it's kind of got me all worked up. And I'm like, there's no way I can do my live radio show and there's a contractor supposed to be coming and then this some person is supposed to be calling. It just felt like I, I've suddenly felt this rise of overwhelm and I reached out to one of my intuitive coaches that I train and mentor and she's like, I'm not really getting that you're to cancel the show, maybe a rerun, but I, I don't know. So she's like, I'm not really clear either way. And I'm like, no, I'm not clear either. So I had to let it go. I wanted it to be that I wanted to pre-record something or I wanted to put a rerun. I wanted to cancel the live show today and not just not show up. And I let it go. I offered it over to spirit and I said, I forgave it over and said, if I'm to show up live, then show me the way. But at that point I was in no shape to channel a message and be open and clear around the message that I was supposed to be speaking about today. So I had to sit with it. I did some yoga. I meditated. I drank my broth. I kind of did my angel cards. I did all the things that normally would bring me back into alignment. And the shift I received was trust. I kept hearing the word, trust me, like spirit, trust me. The divine is saying, trust me. And I recognized that everything would be taken care of the timing, all of it would be taken care of. And if something weird happened when I'm doing my live radio show, then so be it. That is what it is. But what I recognized is I shifted into fear and I spiraled downward and I caught myself. And instead of taking action, instead of just sending my producer an email saying, okay, run a, run the, run the replay from last week or run something else. Or instead of just jumping and 
and recording a, new, a show instead of doing it live, I paused and I took a step back and I witnessed what was going on and I gave myself permission to feel what was rising up. So instead of taking fear-based action, I paused and I was willing to wait and trust that I would get inspired action. That spirit would come and I would feel that, that knowing in my heart of what direction to go. So a lot of times when we force an action or we want to figure out something now, we can't wait for it, we can't wait for the answer, or we feel like we need to know, there's a sense of urgency. Anytime there's that sense of urgency that comes from fear and heaviness and density, it's always ego. So if you can offer over that sense of urgency, let yourself feel it and process it and then release it, then you can actually be open to what is truly guided. And what is truly guided is always in service to everyone, right? So we're in service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. That's what we want. That's what we want the most as humans. So when we can embrace our humanness, meet it in, in meet ourselves in our fear, to witness our fear, to allow ourselves to have those human moments, and at the same time be witness to it, without getting caught up in it, then we can learn to embrace our humanness and embody our divinity at the same time. Instead of being animated by fear, we can be animated by love. And when we're animated by love, we can still have an experience of fear wash up, but it won't be fuel to the fire. It won't be the thing that kind of... hmm, that we allow our steps to, to, to be guided by. So we take inspired action, which is in spirit, instead of forced action or fear-based action or urgent action. We can respond instead of react. So any, so that more this morning when I was ready, I'm like, I, I felt this like reaction. I was reacting. I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to open up space in my schedule. I didn't want to have to, to block this time off and worry if some a contractor was going to come to the door, if they were going to start banging on the roof or whatever was going on. Whatever my fear was, was that overwhelm, a moment of overwhelm. And when I could pause and feel the reaction versus let the reaction become action. Then I could shift back into alignment. So whatever you're facing right now, directly or indirectly, whether you're impacted by the images, as I was describing, of the fires burning and the gravity of the challenges that they're all facing there in Australia and everybody who's involved directly or indirectly, Whatever it is you're facing, whatever adversity that is on your path, there's purpose there. It's there to teach you something. A lot of people believe that if they, you know, come into alignment, it's going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns and life is going to be easy and flowing. And yes, there's an ease and flow and grace to it, but there's diversity there's adversity, there's challenges, there's chaos, there's messiness, there's ugliness, there's a lot of stuff. 
the path to spiritual awakening is not a smooth path. It's messy. It's ugly. It's challenging. So people are always wanting, you know, enlightenment and wanting awakening and all that. But you need to do a lot of healing work. It requires a lot of conscious energy and attention and intention to do the work. The beautiful thing is the more you do the work, the more you see the miracles and the more solid you become. So I can stand so solidly where I am right now because of all the work I've done. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping others do the same. Because I am so not the person I used to be. My human experience before was full of pain and suffering and intensity and overwhelm and fear and anxiety and worry. I lived a life just full of pain, physical, emotional, mental pain. My life is not that way anymore. And it's because of the work. It's because of the heart work. So I just want you to hear that no matter what you're facing, I have complete faith in you. If it's on your path, you can handle it. You don't necessarily need to handle it by yourself, but you are equipped to handle it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. There's that one saying where Mother, I think it was Mother Teresa who said, you know, uh, God only gives us what we can handle. I just wish he didn't have so much faith in me. The universe has the ultimate faith in you. Whatever the universe has placed on your path, it's purposeful. And chances are whatever the universe has placed on your path, you've asked for in a way. Because if you're asking for healing and you have leftovers that are interfering with your ability to heal, the universe will meet you with the opportunity to shine light on those leftovers. But just know you don't have to do it alone. Just the same way Australia right now doesn't need to do this alone. So let's unite our hearts. Let's unite our energy and our intention to support everybody around the world that's facing a challenge right now. No matter how big, no matter how small. And see if we can bring some energy in to support you and them. And just have you close your eyes and take some deep breaths. And imagine you can bring your awareness out of your head, out of your mind, and down into your heart center. When we move and shift our energy or, or that light of awareness, that spotlight down into our heart center, we shift out of the filters of the mind, which are all mostly based on fear. And we enter the space of the heart, which holds no filter. There's no fear there. There's only love. There's only divine guidance. There's only deep knowing. And it's a deep knowing that goes beyond logic and reason. It's a deep knowing that goes beyond our analytical mind. It's a deep knowing that goes beyond any thoughts or beliefs. So taking some deep breaths. And first, I'm going to invite you just to let some of your own hurt wash through and some of your own fears wash through. Imagine they could kind of move through you and find the path of least resistance. 
And you might even place your hand on your heart and feel that connection. And just set an intention. I'm willing to release all leftover hurt, fear, worry, concern, fear disguised as caring. I'm willing to release all loss and grief, sadness, uncertainty, doubt. I'm willing to create some space in my heart by releasing all the leftovers as much as possible. I ask that it be released. And if there's anything I need to know, let it be brought to my heart to be understood and then released with ease and grace. Some of this energy, I'm just going to move a little bit here from the back. Some of this energy may need to be processed more on a level of understanding. And that will come. Otherwise, just let it go. Let it have its path. Let it find find the path of, of least resistance out. Some of it may move through emotions. You may feel emotional for a moment. Just create some space for that. Some deep breaths. I'm going to bring some energy into your heart space. Be open to receive. Say yes, thank you. It's a beautiful way to open up with gratitude. There we go. Now we're going to invite that beautiful divine energy to come through the heart from the back. So it's not coming from you, but through you. And as it comes through you, you're blessing it. You're blessing it with your intention. You're blessing it with your own heart and spirit. You're adding a blessing to the energy of love that's going to move through you and then toward an individual in your life, a situation in your life. And we're all going to send some to Australia as well. And as we send that energy to Australia, let's imagine that energy coming from the clouds down in the form of rain showers, beautiful rain without lightning, without wind without hail or storm, just this beautiful rain falling all across the beautiful continent of Australia. And as it's falling, it's blessing all nature, all animals, all people. Take some deep breaths. At the same time, we are going to accept the situation as it is presently showing up and recognize that there's purpose and we don't have to like it, but we can accept it is what it is. Now, how can I meet that situation? How can I meet those images? with love? How can I be love in action? How can I be fierce love if necessary? What would that look like, sound like, feel like? What role am I meant to play? 
some deep breaths, continuing to let that energy move through your heart space. Keep feeling it. Here we go. Now I'm going to let that energy rise. We're going to let some energy rise up. It's a divine courage. It's a divine courage that's always there within you. We're going to let it rise up and expand. And with that, we're going to invite divine strength always in you. I'm going to let that come up and expand as well. The strength and courage and the bold bravery to show up in the world and play the part that you're meant to play in the way that you're meant to play it, at the time you're meant to play it. Whether you're to donate, whether you're to be a voice, whether you're to send a blessing, whatever it is, whether you're to speak your truth, whether you're to stand in fierce love and take inspired action, whatever that may be, may you do that with that beautiful connection of divine strength and courage within you. Allowing the divinity to animate your humanness, to be that beautiful force of love that will impact change. If you're willing to receive that and allow that to be your experience, just say, yes, thank you. That will activate, here we go, activate the blessing a little bit more for you. I want you to imagine you could put on a beautiful pair of glasses and these sunglasses are actually love glasses, a lens of love allowing the divine to show you true vision, God's vision. And I want to invite you to be open to the examples of unification, the examples of love in action, the examples of humanitarian efforts and people taking a stand and doing these beautiful gestures just out of the kindness of their heart. I want you to be open to witness the love and the connection and the communication. I want you to witness people that are getting lit up with passion to help. Not from fear, but from love, that fierce love. And see us lifting each other up, lifting the animals up. And it's unfortunate, yes, that some of us have to face these challenges in order for humanity to really wake up right now. But this is what it is. We are facing a profound shift on our planet, a global shift that allows all of us 
to make a conscious choice. And in some ways, it's a little bit of a forcing some of us to wake up. It's shaking us up. It's literally shaking the ground beneath our feet. It's breaking the foundation that we've been standing on. And all of the fear-based foundation and programming is crumbling away. It looks messy, depending on what vision you choose. So your choice to see it through a lens of love, through that beautiful, pure vision of divinity, will support you in your humanness. So take a deep breath and say yes, thank you to that. Soften around any density or any tension you feel in your body. Any area that you're holding tension or feeling density is where you're protecting something. You're protecting fear. You're protecting a past hurt or trauma. You're protecting something, a belief or a thought. I'm going to invite you to soften around it. Let it move. Let it shift. Take your hands to your heart, both hands. Just take a moment to bless Australia. All of nature, all the animals, all the people of Australia. And take a moment to bless the world, all of humanity. And take a moment to bless Mother Earth. Take a moment to receive that blessing for yourself. Say, yes, thank you. I receive it. As fully as my heart is capable of right now. Yes, thank you. Take another deep breath. You can stay with this energy and just know that any time throughout the day, you can invite a blessing to move through you and extend it out into whatever direction you need to. And you can also ask for a blessing upon yourself. If you want to receive my weekly blessing, which is a lesson and a blessing, you can come to my website and sign up for the open level membership, which is the free level. And I email that out to the members and it includes a meditative or a lesson and then the blessing at the end as well, where you can receive it from me directly. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. I bless you. Until next week. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com. 